the Red Pill Plus Podcast. And we're now doing News Plus Sports. There's no orange man bad, war good, uniparty mantra here. Red Pill Plus. Red Pill Plus. Sports Plus News. Done right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Red Pill Plus Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Copeland. We're so thankful to have you on this December the 22nd. Uh, We're actually evolving into December 23rd. Uh, So it is the day, Christmas Eve Eve. Uh, So it is 1224 a.m. in Little Rock. And so I don't know where you are uh, in the over 15 countries and 17 or so states that listen to us but we are so thankful that you've joined us going to do a little bit of sports tonight uh going to kind of do a hodgepodge talk a little bit of lsu notre dame uh some recruiting uh stuff uh also some michigan stuff so we're going to have a little bit for uh even a little bit of texas uh, so uh maybe even a little bit of arkansas so it'll be kind of interesting to kind of delve into this um i'm going to uh kind of just what i do as a fan just kind of the things that uh, are catching my eye about sports uh, on this day today and uh, comment on those so i'll start out with um the move or the announcement this morning that mike denbrock that is the offensive coordinator for lsu had been hired by notre dame and uh, i know this is going to sound like uh you know whatever uh what what's bitter uh, sour grapes uh that's uh you know that, that's that's what it's going to sound like but it's i promise you it's not uh I, in fact i asked out the other day and i said this i said look mike dembrock to notre dame is a is a less negative than mad house the the defensive coordinator of lsu staying mike dembrock leaving going to notre dame is a less is less of a negative uh, because here's why, uh, not that not that Mike Denbrock has not been a great offensive coordinator, everywhere he's been actually he's done really well, uh, but I'm going to tell you why I think uh, it's actually a favor to LSU because one, there's a guy and some of you won't know this and I won't spend a ton of time on this. This will be mostly for the Notre Dame and LSU fans, uh, and and I think it's a great hire for Notre Dame. Don't get me wrong. I think it's an improvement over, I uh, can't think of the guy, Price maybe, uh, that just left and went to Troy. Uh, but uh, I, I don't, if you're thinking he's going to go to Notre Dame, and I don't think, I don't think there's many Notre Dame fans that thinks that. But if you think he's going to go to Notre Dame and put up the numbers he did at LSU, he, he's not. And there's a couple of reasons. One, he doesn't have Jaden Daniels. Two, he doesn't have the tremendous athletes. Uh, uh, the skill players, uh, not so much running backs. You know, they have great line, have great running backs typically, but wide receivers, tight, they have great tight ends, but wide receivers especially, 
I mean, you had two of the best wide receivers in the nation, the best wide receiver in the nation in uh, Malik Neighbors. Uh, so, uh, but, but here's something that you will find about, uh, if you go back and look at some of those games, especially like the Alabama game, if you go back and look at the Ole Miss game, there were some calls that were made, and I'm talking about, I don't, I'm talking about offensive coordinator calls, play calls that were made in crunch time of that game that were really uh, suspect and really, really were, uh, I, I think, cost LSU the game. And uh, there wasn't a lot of creativity, but you didn't need a lot of creativity. You had uh, great weapons in uh, Jaden Daniels, had great weapons in uh, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas. Uh, and so you, you didn't really need uh, a lot of creativity. So I think when you take away those super uh, skilled athletes and then you take Mike Denbrock's, which I would say is a probably a B plus, B minus to B plus offensive uh, play calling. Uh, I, I think it improves Notre Dame from their, what, 17 points a game that they scored uh, last year, something like that to, uh, you know, to, to being much better uh, in the mid-20s probably or, or low-20s, uh, which with their defense probably, you know, will be be enough and be, be much better than it was. That's for sure. Uh, but I think here's where it really, really benefits LSU is that Joe Sloan is really the star uh, leadership-wise of LSU. I'm talking about offensive uh, coaches. Joe Sloan was at Louisiana Tech, came to LSU. He is the quarterback whisperer. He's the one that is uh, largely responsible. Not that not that uh, uh, Mike Denbrock has not had you know some some major influence as well, uh, but he is the one that's really made the most uh, spent the most time with Jaden Daniels and helped him become the person, I mean, the player that he is. So I think that's um, – uh, so then you had Joe Daniel. – I'm sorry, you had Joe Sloan that's – you know, he's been looked at by a lot of different people, and he could have easily uh, been whisked away. Probably not this year, uh, but in the next year or two, definitely going to get an offensive coordinator's job. So I think having Mike Denbrock go to Notre Dame, which improves Notre Dame, uh, takes that $2 million a year off the books for LSU, and you're able to get Joe Sloan for, you know, a million, million and a half, and you use that other money for other, other uh, talent. Uh, coaching talent or playing talent, I think, is a uh, net plus in, in many, many ways. So, so thank you, Notre Dame. I think that, at the end of the day, really, really benefits LSU. I don't think LSU will miss a, a, a beat with uh, the uh, players that they have um, and, and, and the coaches that they have. Uh, kudos to Georgia Tech beating uh, University of Central Florida tonight in the, Vasparilla, uh, the Gasparilla Bowl. And uh, that, was a, that was a really good uh, football game. Well played, really tough game. And Georgia Tech, they're back. I mean, I don't know if they ever were had arrived, but... Uh, they're, they're looking really, really good. Uh, their coach, a long-time assistant there, 
uh, and uh, can't think of his name offhand, but uh, done, done a really, really good job there. So anyway, I wanted to I want to touch uh, on Notre Dame and uh, and LSU. Uh, also, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, signing day. Uh, you know, Ole Miss has really been the talk of uh, recruiting because they've done so much in the portal. I mean, they have spent millions uh, buying players in the portal and did fairly well on recruiting day. Uh, but they have really, really done their homework and done really well in the portal. And I say that, you know, with uh, with the greatest of uh, respect. I don't, I don't say that in a negative way whatsoever. But here's what I would say about that is I wonder if, and just, just wondering, uh, I'm wondering if this uh, is, sorry about that, I had to sneeze, so I had to, Stopped uh, a podcast for just a second uh, and try to hit the sneeze button and hit the off button. So anyway, uh, I, I wonder if if you look at what happened to A and M when they went out and bought you know what eight or ten, fifteen five star players, and that's essentially what essentially what uh, Ole Miss has done. Now I do believe that Lane Kiffin is much more geared and. Uh, I think they're better equipped uh, to, just like they did last year with Jackson Dart, I think they're much better equipped to, you know, to, to assimilate these players and with their other players. But make no mistake about it, when you bring in, you know, six or eight, ten players from six or eight different places, uh, they're not guys that you recruited. They're not guys that you've developed. Uh, and I do know this is a part, a, a, a part of the new CFB or college football, I I totally get it and and don't don't disagree with it, but I do think there is something to be said when you bring in eight or ten players and you try to assimilate them into uh, your program. I think they could be one of the top five teams uh, out of twelve, and I think they could find themselves. Uh, out of the 12. Here, here's what it does do. It gives you a probably a much better chance of being in the playoff, which I think they probably, the way they've been playing the last two or three years, would be in the playoff anyway. But I do think it gives you a much, much better chance of being in the playoffs. A, that's the, that's the upside. The downside is I think that if you were not to make the playoffs, and I don't think that happens. I, I think they do make the playoffs. But let's just say it didn't happen. Man, I think it really, really becomes, you know, ugly in a hurry because you didn't, uh, you spent, you know, what, I bet they've spent three to $5 million uh, in the portal and you don't make it to the playoffs. So it's, it's kind of like a, a pro team who, goes after, you know, the hottest uh, free agents on the market and really kind of mortgages the future and then doesn't uh, win the Super Bowl or win the World Series um, or the NBA, you know, championship, then you're, you're really in a pickle because now you have, you're on the hook for the money and you don't have the income from uh, the extra games and the playoffs and all those things. So, it's definitely, um, I, I think there's, again, I think there's a much better upside to it 
uh, and I think if anybody can handle it, just from everything I've heard, and a lot of this is from Ole Miss, uh, but I've heard this from even other, uh, people at LSU, I've heard it from other uh, programs, that if there's anybody that's done uh, the portal really well and handled it very well and, were, and they were ready, uh, it was the collective at Ole Miss and how they've handled it. And you look at Ole Miss, you, you have to respect them because they're not a big school, they're not a huge fan base. You know, 50,000 people show up at the most, 50,000, 60,000 for a game. Uh, small state, you know, but they have really, uh, they were ready. They had the portal, I mean, the uh, collective ready. Uh, they had a plan. Uh, I think they had the coach to implement the plan. And uh, so kudos to them, and we'll see. I think next year is going to be so much fun as far as the playoffs. Uh, college playoffs, I think it's, you know, for all the lamenting about what money's doing to college basketball, I think the bottom line is money's been there forever, and they've been playing, uh, paying players forever. Now smaller schools like an Ole Miss can get, um, you know, they can get their um, collective together and make a real, uh, you know, real run. So uh, kudos to Ole Miss. Uh, and again, I think it can be one of the best things, or it can be a really, really uh, negative thing if they were not to make it. But I think they, I think they definitely will. Uh, the next thing that I wanted to uh, hit on was um, the, uh, I think one of the biggest stories uh, out there that no, literally no one is talking about, uh, is the. Uh, the trouble that continues for Jim Harbaugh and for uh, Michigan. And again, nobody's talking about it whatsoever, but today it was revealed that uh, uh, Mich the, the NCAA is coming after Michigan uh, because now they say that uh, Jim Harbaugh misled them about their investigations about recruiting. And I told you this back when, and not, not just trying to say I told you so, but if you go back and you listen to what we talked about with the uh, uh, the, the Wolverines, that and that was that uh, that Jim Harbaugh probably wouldn't be back next year. He'll probably be in San Diego for the uh, as the head coach of San Diego Chargers. Uh, so you know, uh, so that that'll be fascinating to see what happens uh, from there. Uh, but uh, it, it looks like the NCAA is really, really after him. Now, from everything I hear, and I don't know this personally, but uh, I just wonder if, you know, the NCAA even has the, you know, the moxie, or, or not the moxie, but they have the, the, the teeth uh, to enforce and to come after Jim Harbaugh. Or if Jim Harbaugh and Michigan just say, look, you don't have any enforcement uh, zero enforcement, uh, you know, teeth uh, are, are uh, authority and, uh, you know, we're ignoring you. And that very well could happen. Uh, and that's exactly what Kansas did with Bill Self. If you look at Bill Self, now this was in basketball, but same principle. If you look what Bill Self, Bill Self did the exact same thing that Will Wade did at LSU. Will Wade lost his job. The NCAA didn't uh, didn't require him to be fired. LSU got scared and fired him. Uh, Kansas basically said Bill Self is bigger than you, and we're we're not you know we're not being intimidated by you. 
and he got a pay raise and, you know, uh, got a lifetime contract and nothing happened to him. Now uh, LSU's floundering uh, with Matt McMahon, and I believe Matt McMahon will turn it around. I really do if they'll give him time, the the new LSU basketball coach. Will Wade is at Magnese State uh, in Lake Charles, Louisiana, packing out their little 5,500-seat uh, uh, arena and, uh, you know, toast to the town and, and probably going to make it to the NCAA tournament. So, you know, and Michigan may do that. But here's what I think the bottom line ends up being. I think the bottom line ends up being is that uh, Michigan, I mean, that Jim Harbaugh, you know, goes and plays. I think they get trucked by Alabama. Uh, I think Texas uh, beats, uh, I'm sorry, I think uh, Alabama beats uh, Washington. And then I think Texas beats Michigan, and I think it's Texas-Alabama rematch. And I think Alabama beats Texas in the rematch. I think that's – I think Texas – I'm sorry, Alabama is the hottest team uh, in the NCAA uh, playoffs. And I think uh, Milroe gets his ultimate revenge and uh, ends up being a storybook, you know, best coaching job of Nick Saban's uh, college coaching career. Uh, the, this uh, this this year, so um, so it'd be fascinating just to see how it all goes down, how it all plays out. Um, uh, also, I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to just talk about a couple of other things that I think are fascinating because one of the things I really really enjoy is the coaching carousel, and I like to look ahead and look at uh, Michigan. And uh, if Jim Harbaugh were to leave uh, leave Michigan, and I believe he will, he'll leave Michigan and go to San Diego Chargers, then who does uh, Michigan uh, replace him with? And uh, so I think that will be uh, fascinating. Uh, you know, one of the most fascinating uh, prospects is, of course, and I think really probably just the situation and, and uh, I think his time has passed. But uh, it would be fascinating if Urban Meyer, who's an Ohio State uh, head coach, were to somehow end up there would be uh, so fascinating. Uh, but but it would be fascinating to see what happens there in uh, Ann Arbor if uh, or when, because I believe it will happen, Jim Harbaugh will go to uh, the NFL and we'll see what happens at Michigan. So, uh, you know, just off the cuff, I think uh, perhaps um, maybe DeBeer uh, that's at Washington would be uh, quite a, uh, a choice. Uh, you know, there's two or three guys that I think could really, really – uh, be, you know, but would DeBeer leave, probably, you know, leave Michigan, I mean, leave Washington for Michigan. Um, and so there's, you know, there's maybe several other possibilities, uh, but but that'll be fascinating. Maybe we'll dig in that a little bit more when that ends up happening, because I believe it will happen for sure. Hey, we're brought to you tonight by RedRiverAuto.com, RedRiverAuto.com. Don't forget about uh, the most patriotic 
uh, car dealership in America. Listen, before you shop with Carvana, you shop more of these other online uh, car shopping uh, uh, places, uh, check out uh, uh, redriverauto.com. And, uh, and I'm telling you, they are such a patriotic, awesome, awesome uh, car dealership. And they have almost all any type of new or used car that you would want. You can go online. You can check them out. Uh, and that is uh, redriverauto.com. Also, if you or a loved one are thinking about uh, publishing a book, uh, one of our newest sponsors is uh, Publish uh, Purpose mediapublishing.com purposemediapublishing.com and you will uh, really really enjoy uh, that uh, process with purposemediapublishing.com and uh, they will they will make sure uh, that you can get um, you can get your book published uh, they will help you in every way possible uh, they will help you in every way uh, when even in the uh, financing of your book uh, what they will do they will help you uh, you know it's I think it's what 1495 for the uh, publishing package but they'll let you pay hundred dollars down hundred dollars a month they want to get you published that's the bottom line and so they'll help you from everything from manuscript uh, uh, development they'll help you with uh, writing they'll help you do some ghost writing now they won't write the whole book for you but they could uh, and have, uh, but in fact, they've got one right now. They were telling me about that they've written. They're they're writing the entire book. The guy gave them the the premise of it. He gave them the story. Uh, it's his life story, but he's just not a writer. And so they're right. That's that's not typical, but uh, they're they're doing that. So, uh, but most time people have at least a developed uh, manuscript, and they will help you you know, flesh it out, uh, cover design, every single bit of it. So that's redriverauto.com and purposemediapublishing.com uh, are our sponsors for tonight. Uh, but I'm hoping that you have a tremendous, tremendous uh, Christmas and uh, hope that you have, uh, you enjoy all these bowl games that'll be on, uh, I mean, just r now all the way up through uh, New Year's uh, Day, uh, and then on uh, Christmas Day, uh, we have three NFL games plus some uh, NBA basketball on Christmas Day. So what a treat, and, uh, and I just want to wish you and your loved ones a Merry Christmas. Uh, hope that you and your family are doing well. Hope you've had a great year. If you didn't have a great year, I hope you're having a great year next year. And uh, I just want to remind you that we live in the greatest country in the world with all its problems, all its cares, all its troubles, uh, that it is still the greatest place in the world. Uh, and, uh, and we'll just continue to pray and try to make it even better. So uh, again, we are so thankful for how you have supported us all year long and been a part of the Red Pill Plus podcast. Without you, we could not have done this. Tell somebody about the podcast. Tell them about uh, you know what we do here. Uh, share it with them. Let them know about it. Uh, and uh, hope that they'll jump on and listen. We're going to hope to give you even more uh, programming next year. 
Uh, we got some new shows that we're going to be developing. Uh, also, don't forget about uh, the Doc Washburn Show. We're a part of the Doc Washburn uh, Podcast Network. And then also we have uh, the Medicare Fundcast. And that is brought to you by Brian Coolis. And it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, podcast that teaches you about Medicaid. I'm sorry, Medicare, uh, whether you're a senior or whether your parents need some help. Uh, and then it also has an entertainment side. Uh, Brian was a longtime radio personality in major markets. He does a phenomenal job. So that's the Medicare Funcast with Brian Coolis, then the Dot Washburn Show. You can find those wherever you find podcasts. And so, again, I want to thank you so very much uh, for 2023, uh, for being here, for uh, being so faithful to listen, for supporting everything that we do, supporting our sponsors. We cannot thank you enough. God bless you, and I hope you have. If I don't talk to you before the end of this year, have a wonderful, uh, Merry Christmas, and a happy, happy New Year. God bless you. Bye-bye.